This is Papa Smurf. You're listening to Our Lifestyle, the podcast with ODB and the mayor. Jason, ODB, and we want to thank our title sponsor, Custom Car Show Productions. They have three events. Bayou Showdown just went down last weekend. That's every November. Their next event, in conjunction with Keg Media, is Orange Beach Invasion. We hope to see you out in Alabama March 2023 for Orange Beach Invasion at the Wharf. And then their flagship event, the 21st anniversary of Scraping the Coast, will be June of 2023 in Biloxi, More information can be found on Facebook, and we will be talking about these shows as we get closer. Stay tuned a little bit later in this episode for a lucrative discount code for our Black Friday specials, officially at ourlifestylepodcast.com. This is our biggest sale ever. Stay tuned. Happy Thanksgiving. Hopefully you guys had a good one. Enjoy the episode. Uh, Keith Rock's house. Yeah, the rockster rocking out with my cock out, man. There's gonna be a bunch of there, so I think it might be a I think it might be a tag team uh, uh, tag team um, Hell in the Cell title match uh, there at uh, Eastbound Get Down. Well, I told Dizzy, I said, dude, I got an idea. You get some fucking kerosene. Let me dunk one, okay? Someone will light. Let's light it with a ciggy, right? And then we'll have the flaming deals. And if Mike is standing up there, I said, I guarantee I'll hit that fucking apple, dude. I'll hit something up there. Ah. Yo, 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 yo. It's our lifestyle podcast, OLP, episode 316, I believe. And we're back in the saddle. Last week, the boys were back in town. This week, it's happy Thanksgiving. Mike, if you're there, if you can hear me, happy Thanksgiving. I mean, thank- Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving? It's actually happy Friendsgiving, okay? Because that's what we call it at the Murray Mansion. Because we have... 30 of our closest friends and, and uh, you know, I guess we can call them family members uh, over in the Murray mansion and we celebrate Friendsgiving. Oh, Friendsgiving. Okay. Yeah. Cause yeah, yeah. My buddy, my buddy, you know, Hank Norris, he, he says happy Thanksgiving because he said well, that that's bro, what they I know do. All about, I, I know all about the Hankster. Believe me. Yeah. Spent a lot of time with that guy. Dude is an animal. Uh, this episode is going to be a little bit different. Mike, we're going to keep it the L word. We're going to keep it loose this episode, I think, because, you know, it's Hank, or Thanksgiving. That's when we celebrate, you know, the Native Americans that, that helped feed the illegal aliens, you know, several hundred years ago, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. All the illegals that came here, you know, on those, what were those ships called? The Maria or something? The Pilgrims. Yeah. The, the Pilgrims. Yeah. Hey, well, you think they deep fried turkeys back then? Dude. They did a create a lot of stuff, man. They didn't have the luxuries that we had, but they did help feed those illegal. What do you call them? The UFO people that come in from other um, country or planets. I believe they're called aliens. <laughs> aliens. Okay, I thought those were in Men in Black only, like the aliens that you can't really, you know. But enough of that. We're I, we're burying ourselves. I don't know. Already, they dude. they zapped me. They put that red light in front of my face <laughs> and zapped me, and and I don't remember anything. So I, bet, I don't know. I bet they did. So this, if you're a new listener, uh, hit subscribe or follow. If you're on YouTube, continue listening through. It helps us out. If you are also on YouTube and you want to find us through any other channel, look up you know any pre-installed podcast app on your phone or download Podbean. 
Mike, with this episode, what's going to be kind of cool is we're going to have on Tim, who worked at The Drop Shop with Jody Hall, but also the big homie, DP. You know DP. I saw something the other day, dude. He has whoa, a truck whoa, called wait, The Outlaw. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Your first, you said, first you said we're going to get loose. Then you bust out with DP, right, and Darryl. the only DP I know. No, come on, let's not go there, man. It's not the this double. Is, this is Happy Thanksgiving, and we're not talking about the filthy stuff that's always on your mind. <laughs> I'm just, oh, dude, the outlaw! Absolutely, I know all about the outlaw, Daryl Poe, Mrs. Poe, bro. You know where the next time you're probably going to see Daryl? Hey, Daryl and Mrs. Poe at SEMA next year. Because I'm, no, I'm not going to any shows before, next year. Before SEMA next year, I know ODB is going to be there. It's going to be Eastbound Get Down, mm. January 13th through the 15th, 2023. Martin Luther King weekend. Remember, guys, you don't have to go to work on Monday. Most of you don't have to go to work on Monday. So you don't have to hurry up and haul ass back wherever you came from. Destination Daytona, Ormond Beach, Florida. Let me Guys, see. Is that the AFC? Cha- no, that's not the championship. That'll be the divisional round weekend, I think. No, Bubba, I told you it's a week earlier this year, so you don't have to worry. About- Your Packers aren't going to be Come in on. it hey, anyway, so you don't have words. to worry about it. You want me to wrestle to the ground? Bro, hey, you know what? Talking about wrestling, man, if all this shit talking keeps going on on this other podcast, uh, you know, the Custom Scene podcast, maybe we can arrange a wrestling match at Eastbound Get Down. What do you think? The I'd- Friday pre-party? Oh, dude, that would be awesome. I don't now, think John Lopez. Right there. I don't think he's going to let you up the insurance policy to the you know the ten mil you're going to need because if I throw yeah. someone off the ropes and they land on a yellow Mazda, Banana Ranzan in oh. his hammock, it could crush the whole freaking cab, dude. Bro, well, talk. Check this out, bro. This uh, this this yellow Mazda you're referring to, my boy Mike Warren took care of my hood for me. Jason Wees hooked me up with a hood. Mike Warren painted it all up. I just got to get it installed now. So I got a new hood. Um, so I just got to get it all installed and taken care of. So hopefully that'll be going down here real soon. Well, remember with you know with our agreement and kind of letting you back on the podcast, you know, I don't want to you know give away like I said, you know, keep giving you all these ideas. But you know, I have hinted to Craig Frazier, and he said for Mike to text him, you know, he would potentially lace it up with some air syndicate, you know, and, and help you. But, but, you know, I, I know you don't like when I give you all those ideas. So, you know, we'll just leave it at yeah, that. Yeah. 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 Just leave it at that. No, definitely. Because dude, who needs Craig Frazier? Who needs, who, who needs don't Craig be talking Frazier? Shit now, dog. He'll wrestle you to the ground. No, no, not talking shit, bro. Bro. When you can dude, I got this new finger paint video and I'm gonna learn how to do it myself, bro. So <laughs> graphics for 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 Don Postal, it's gonna be all graphicked up at Eastbound Get Down. Get ready, it's gonna be awesome. Can't wait. Well, I just looked officially the weekend of the 14th and the 15th. That is the wild card weekend, the wild card round. We got the 4:30 games. The yeah, 8-15. it's the four. It's the it's the first weekend. It's the first weekend of yeah. the playoffs. Yeah. And guys. We got two different restaurants there on property. There's a nice sports bar on property that you can go and watch the game. So don't worry. You're not going to miss anything. Um, Guys, just come on out to Eastbound Get Down January 13th through the 15th. 
pre-registration ends December 1st, which is next week. I don't remember the day, but it's next week sometime. And uh, right now, we just dropped the artwork for Eastbound Get Down. And DP, Daryl Pose, um, the outlaw, is on one of them. And uh, with uh, with Elvis's uh, uh, truck is on there. Guys, it came out awesome. Graphic Disorder always kills it. So uh, thanks, Jay. I appreciate you letting me do my little spiel there. So, guys, um, make sure you check out Eastbound Get Down. Well, per our new agreement, you know, you've got your one opportunity, kind of like Eminem. you got one shot, and you got it. So, you know, then – Thank the, you, sir. I, I mean, any other mentions of that EBGD – show will have to be you know bleeped out the rest of the episode you know i mean you'll sound like another 10 4 10 4 10 4 so hey jay make sure you go and you pre-order your shirts before uh before the pre-read next monday the pre-order ends well give me the 100 percent off code because remember that's part of you know the demands you know i need to have a 60 inch tv set up you know with all access you know i mean all the channels none of them scrambled you know yeah no 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 absolutely basically what i do is our hotel room is right there um right above you can go up to the hotel room and boo your 60 inch tv will you be said you were gonna run up the there. coax down though i thought no no I, I i found out that's not possible so i'm not gonna be able to do that <laughs> well dude check this out the cool thing is like i said on this episode we got tim he worked at the drop shop so originally this is was that gonna... tim the tool man no, that's not Tim the Tool Man, but he's a good dude. And okay. originally it was going to be back-to-back with Brian Gendro. So think about this. Gendro had the chop shop. Jody Hall on the kind of the east side, right, up in the LMC and, and LCD podcast area in Kentucky, Pikeville. Of course, a little stone's throw for them. That was the drop shop. They body dropped a lot of trucks. And it's pretty cool that Daryl Poe linked us up with the big homie, Tim Williams, and we'll have that uh, shortly coming up for everyone, Mike. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, last week's interview was like when you rated on a one to scale of one to ten, it was a ten. So let's hope Tim the Tool Man can uh, come through and uh, deliver another ten back to back, baby. Boom, boom. Dude, the ratings are on the rise. The other thing that I wanted to mention, Mike, we typically this week we do a Black Friday, you know, an annual episode where we kind of talk about Black Friday. And I think everybody knows Black Friday is going to be off the hook. You know, you're going to be able to potentially save money, whether you're doing gift shopping, parts buying, and whatnot. But, Mike, we, from everything that I can see, our Black Friday, so if you're listening to this on day one, so some of you guys like like Tim from NC Florida, you know, the overnight uh, full trucker effect deal, those guys will be able to potentially, you know, if you're listening day one, go and use the Black Friday code uh, for OLP. Mike, it's the first time I think it's going to be our biggest blowout ever. You like big blowouts, don't you? Um, well, it depends because I've had quite a few of them, and uh, um, some are better than others. Ty- like tires and stuff, right? Oh, oh, my bad. I wasn't talking about tires, but oh. all right. All right, yeah, we'll go with that. We'll go with tires. Yeah, so I'm going in there right now, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to put the discount code as OLP. This is how much planning we've been doing, guys. It's going to be, Mike, how, what's the percentage we're going to do again for for everybody? This is shirts, stickers, dude, skate decks, Joey's come up big. We'll talk about that. But how, what's the percentage we're going to do? Well, considering that Friday, Black Friday is on, what's the date that Black Friday's on? Well, Black Friday is the 25th, right? So you know what we're going to do? I think I do. 
we're going to give them 25% off. Yep. And we are going to post it is it's going to be for Thursday and it's going to be for Friday as well. So obviously if you're listening and you haven't been able to pay attention for whatever reason uh, to social media, then you know you'll see, you know you'll potentially hear this on Friday morning and then you'll get in and you'll be able to use that code. So for the 24th and the 25th, let me go ahead and save this. Make sure I haven't used this code before. The code is going to be BF2022. So BF2022. And that's going Perfect. to be that's going to be 25% off, dude. Well, hey, not only are they going to get 25% off, but why supplies last? They're going to get the West Coast Influence, the DVD. Thrown you, in. Yep, for free. Now, we do have limited quantities on those, and uh, those are going to be for any orders $50 or more. So we will, again, I think they're going to run out pretty quick. So if you're listening to this or you know if you pay attention to us on social media, and let's say Thursday you get in and you, you, know, you use the code, and you end up spending $50 or more after the code, right? So, you know, if you spend 100 and you get $25 off, that's going to be 75 bucks. That's above 50 Mike and Shannon will throw in one of the West Coast Influence DVDs, and that's while supplies last, Mike. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I don't recall how many we had, but uh, like you said, they are limited. I know that for sure. Now, the other thing from a Black Friday perspective is we know some of our partners, right, like AccuAir. They traditionally will have a pretty lucrative Black Friday deal. I know even last year leading up to it, my understanding was they weren't going to do BF last year, and they did. So, you know, a lot of people keep stuff close to the vest because of competition reasons. You know, obviously, maybe looking to get, you know, in the cellular industry, we call them switchers, uh, looking to get maybe someone to come over from a different brand and whatnot. But rest assured, if you're in the market, Mike, for, um, Air management, AccuAir, as we've always said, not only are they out there supporting the scene, they were at Dino's Get Down, they'll be at EBGD, they'll be at Lone Star Throwdown, they'll be at all these different shows, but AccuAir.com, you can order it, and Mike, it's directly shipped right to your home address. Hell yeah. Now, the other thing that I've noticed recently is they have continued uh, to make their website even easier, so when you go into management and control systems, you'll see the EC or the E Plus Connect height sensors, pressure sensors, touchpad. The cool thing is, Mike, they've got the market cornered, and I love seeing that. Uh, yes, they do a fantastic job as far as that goes. And, uh, hey, I only see bigger and better things coming forward. Oh, yeah. And speaking of Dino's Get Down, I was on YouTube today kind of catching up. We haven't talked enough about Garage Gear's YouTube channel, Garage Gear Clothing. Follow them on YouTube. Pick up some merch while you're at it on their website. But, Mike, they were at Dino's, and it was crazy to see how big. You know, we talked to Ruben about that a little bit. But it's always good to see Lonnie out there with the with the camera recording, doing some fun videos. I know Brian from Grinder TV made an appearance in the video as well. So, you know, go out there and, and stream those episodes right through YouTube. Well, hey, like I said, we got to make Lonnie some damn money. So make sure you watch it from the beginning all the way to the end. Yeah, real deal. Now, the other um, thing that I would tell you guys, and I've said this in the past, if you're looking to save money on Black Friday, sign up for, you know, add your email uh, to these different websites. So if you're looking for, you know, white wall tires, you're looking for wheels, you're looking for something, it's best to be on their distribution list for all these companies, whether they're partnering with us or not. And then pay attention to your email leading up. A lot of folks, Mike, as you know, 
with Amazon and some of these companies doing things where Black Friday is kind of like stretched over weeks and months and whatnot, they're looking to you know get people out of stores and, and that old school lining up at midnight. All that stuff's kind of for the most part gone because these stores are doing these deep discounts online. And typically, if it's free shipping, that's great. And then oftentimes you get uh, no tax depending on. Uh, you know, where you're buying stuff, if you're buying big electronics and things like that. But there's plenty of ways out there for Black Friday to save, right? Absolutely. And the one thing that we didn't mention when we talked about uh, Garage Gear is, uh, hey, how much are they paying for that shipping uh, with Garage Gear? Dude, it's free 99 That's $0 in the good old US of A. And if you're looking for holiday gifts, Mike, that's a great way to save. Absolutely. That just means you can buy more. Speaking of questions, Mike, I got one question for you. Are you ready? Now it's time to get serious. I'm always ready, brother. Dude, I know the Airhead Nation and all the the kinfolk and everybody listening is going to say, "Hey, this is an easy one." But I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out there anyways because you know I'm trying to keep things alight. I, th- I think some of them maybe are a little bit you know too far down the rabbit hole. But this one, one of my favorite movies of all time stars <laughs> it stars macaulay how do you say his last name coughlin um he's the kid in home alone how about that <laughs> yeah one of my favorite movies is home alone and uh what are the name of the two cro- <laughs> crooks okay in the movie home alone right on top of that the bonus for the extra for the extra tick mark would be what was their kind of their th- their name that they came up with in in the first movie? So they kind of called themselves something uh, at some point during the movie. That was their moniker for their little scheme they were running. You know what I mean? Breaking in houses and stuff. But well, hey, listen, listen. I'm gonna cut you short because then let's get right to it. I I want to say on. Wayne was one of them. I don't remember their names, but they were the Wet Bandits. Yeah, we, I remember that. So you get 50% of it. Ding, 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 ding. Dude, it was Marvin <laughs> Harry. I remember the Wet Bandits, but I do not remember their actual names. Do you remember in part two when they were in New York, he happened to make a kind of a kidding joke about what they were going to call themselves when he stuck his hand <laughs> into the Salvation Army thing? It wasn't uh, the Wet no. Bandits. That was the Sticky Bandits, dude. The sticky bandits. We would have maybe Aww. given you another tick mark. But, but hey, dude, you got part of it, the wet bandits. Remember, I mean, what kind of lunatics they just turned on? They were going to turn on the sink. But you can't deny that is it is a funny, you know, good holiday movie. And I think what adds to it, John Williams, who did, you know, Jurassic Park and, you know, Jaws and Star Wars, you know, that score they call it, that holiday music, the music, the score to the movie is just fantastic. It just adds to the, Mike, the ambiance of the holidays, doesn't it? Oh, dude, I watch that movie every year during the holiday season. <laughs> yep. Love that movie. Is What he put those guys through is absolutely classic. I love it. <laughs> it's, hard, wet bandits. it's hard not to laugh, even if you've seen it a hundred times, dude. Cause it, oh, no, no, ma- no matter, bro. It's, it's, it's endless, endless laughter, my man. I'm, endless. I'm, I'm thinking when he's in the basement and uh, – and he's climbing the stairs, and he and he puts his foot, and you know it's probably a fake damn. We get that, <laughs> but it looks so damn real. It's hard not to laugh your ass off, bro. And then he starts coming back up the stairs, and he looks up, and that fucking paint can comes down, smacks him right. Oh, dude, it's he's back down to the bottom again, bro. I mean, he touches the the knob, and the fucking hand it burns his hand. Yeah, walks up the stairs, he slips off the stairs from the ice. 
Bro, it is just endless, bro. It is absolutely endless. It's freaking awesome. I love it. I love it. A few years ago, uh, Kevin McAllister re, um, you know, redid his role. He did for you guys that have never seen it. Go on Google, and he he basically they did a um, a commercial for Google, and he's jumping on the bed and all that stuff. And it was kind of an updated version, and it was kind of cool because you know they'll sometimes do those nostalgic type things for commercials. We saw that with ET a couple years ago too, so that was kind of cool. But, you know, Mike, keeping this episode loose this week, I wanted, you know, you had shared something with me recently that I kind of, I was kind of offended because I felt like, you know, our friendship all these years that, I, you know, me loving the 80s, the 90s, the pop culture stuff, I was like kind of blown away that you told me you were picked for a show, and I don't know if the Airhead Nation's ever heard this, for du- dude, for Double Dare, you were picked, and were you at the Nickelodeon Studios when that happened? Well, bro, check this out, dude. I'm talking. My daughter now is 22 years old. Okay, just turned 22. She might have been four when this happened. So we're talking like 18 years ago. This show has been off of TV forever. But yes, we were at the live taping when we were at Universal Studios. We're at the live taping of Double Dare. Okay, and she's like raising my hand. You know, she's like pushing my hand up, pushing my hand up. And then the guy's like, all right, you, sir, you seem like you really want to be up here. And, dude, I get picked. We go up there. Yes. So I got picked to go up on to do this, get slimed and all that good shit. Dude, used to love watching that show when we when I was younger. And uh, but it never happened because we lost power. Dude, they lost power like a storm thunderstorm came through or whatever and we lost power so we didn't have, we never got to tape it but yes i did get picked thanks to my daughter now, my did, daughter did they really like, sli- did they really slime you though uh well yes we all got me me and the other dads got up there and we really did get slimed so did they yes, give you extra it, clothes or what was the gimmick there no 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 they they put you they put you in the the double dare clothes oh, they give okay. you the shirt so you yeah, actually yeah, got yeah, suited yeah. up suited and booted bro Bro, I was suited and booted and ready to go, bro. And and like like I said, we get this thing started, and then they lose damn power. So yeah, never never did we never did go back to because I think then we got in that whole Walt Disney kick, and I think by the time we got back over to Universal, Double Dare was already gone. It was done. Was Mark Summers there? Remember, he was like the head guy. I think he was like a producer yes. with the show or Mark, something, but he was also Mark the Summers host. Summers was the, yes, he was the host. He was absolutely there, and uh, like I said. Uh, the, and the slime tastes good, bro. It was good. I don't know what the hell they put in it, but uh, dude, I got, dude, it got in my nose, up my nose, in my ears. Obviously I got in my mouth, bro. It, and it, was, it actually tasted pretty good. It wasn't that bad. Dude, so, Dizzy's working was, on a meme I already, was, I heard. Oh, I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. And, uh, hopefully he's working on some other things for me. And, um, but, yeah. uh, dude, yeah, speaking of that real quick. If people want, I, I've noticed you've stepped your game up. I know you can't say Eastbound Get Down anymore this episode, but I can. He, yeah, yeah, you I, can, not me. I know certainly you're not doing all these graphics, and I've tried to tell people if you're a show promoter and you want to add some animation, it's Don Dizzy Davis that is kind of pulling some of the puppet strings I heard behind the behind the the scenes. Bro, Don Dizzy Davis is one of the biggest. He is he is the reason why a lot of this stuff is getting done. Him and Tony Moore 
are basically my two go-to guys to help me get this stuff done. And um, when it comes to graphics, flyers, and all that stuff, obviously the new artwork that just dropped now was Graphic Disorder. But Tony Moore with Tony Moore Graphics and Don Dizzy Davis with Dizzy Designs are the two guys that all these tickets to paradise that um, I had just mailed out. And guys, just so another heads up on that. I only sent out the first 60 because I didn't prepare good enough for this. I've been handwriting this stuff, so it's taken me a little bit longer. But I promise you that you'll all get those. Everybody that's pre-registered, I only did the first 60. So, um, But I got another, a whole bunch more prepped and ready to go. And they'll go in the mail. Um, they'll go back out in the mail as well. So more are on the way. And then I'll finish the rest of them here soon. But so there are more take, but all that stuff is because of Dizzy Don Davis. So with Dizzy Designs. So if you guys need anything, hit up Dizzy Designs and he can get it done for you. I know I just talked to Robbie Williams today and I know uh, Dizzy is working on some stuff for him as well with Static Nationals. Yeah, awesome. And Don Dizzy Davis, he's also on the Custom Scene Podcast, but hit him up through social media or Facebook. I'm serious, guys. If you look at where social media is at, I heard someone make this statement recently. They said photos are dead, and I was like, dude, I hope they're not because that's all I post. But seriously, when you think of reels animating these photos and doing these type of things, I mean, it's got to be catchy. And if you really want to drive, you know, some of you guys, listen, I understand it's hard to drive this stuff in social media with algorithms and stuff, but adding some from some flair, I mean, I hate to say that, you know, the word flair, but adding some flair to those posts will certainly help get a little bit of traction, right, in that engagement um, that you need. But, but Mike, you also got to give credit to you because let's let's be honest, Jason Bell. I hope he doesn't come down with you know an elbow deal. I know he's you know you know he's not maybe the innovator of a paper ticket, but I mean I I have to think you know it's a tip of the cap to Jay Bell with Southeast Money Truck and Nats every April in Maggie Valley, North Carolina, because I kind of got the feel that you're trying to stir the excitement with the two tickets to paradise. Uh, you are absolutely correct. And that was the whole purpose of doing this was uh, Jay Bell started the golden ticket. And, um, and basically all I did was just try to get the ticket to paradise. So, uh, you know, and if you, and if you came to Eastbound last year, you know, uh, there was nothing but paradise about being there last year. Oh, yeah, and you did a real good job. You kind of held up there, you know, right at the last second. You didn't say the second part because that could have – that we don't want you to get suspended this week, the rest of the episode, because it's kind of like the football right now. If you get a couple of those personal fouls, like you're out the rest of the game, you know what I mean? I kind of need you the next five or ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no problem. I'm good for the next five to ten minutes. I promise I won't say that show name. How about can – can I at least say E – B B G D D. Yeah. What? Yeah. I keep asking John what that is. And I think John's getting frustrated with me. He doesn't know, you know, the inside deal, you know, Uh, he probably don't. He's getting mad. So I'm going to keep pounding that. You know what I mean? I'm kind of like, yeah, keep pounding it. I'm kind of like the Ollie G. Like I'm going to keep hitting, hitting that one point, you know, but yeah, yeah. Hit it. Don't quit it. So speaking of our, our partners, I got to give a huge shout out to Joey at get deck. Now, you guys know we talk about him a lot. Joey has helped a lot of show promoters. I know there's people stocking up all over the country, getting ready for 2023, but Joey has come through big. We had put in a massive order, and we are going to have 
and, and I do feel bad. There's a couple people that had ordered the, the mini truck and skate decks. Those are getting ready to go out. So thanks for your patience. But Mike, um, part of Black Friday this year, our biggest sale ever, we're going to have about 20 to 25 skate decks and they go quick. But the 25% off code that I gave out earlier, which is BF2022, that code uh, will work on the skate decks as well. A little bit higher price on the skate decks, but uh, regardless of that, with the twenty five percent off discount, that's gonna that's gonna knock off a quarter of your price right there. That's only for those two days, so that's good. And you know, Joey at Get Deck uh, at Get Decked, if you hit him up on Instagram or Facebook, Joey Dilworth, uh, he'll work you in. But I, I tell you, Mike, as busy as he's getting. People really do need to plan ahead. He has a great relationship with Graphic Disorder too. So whether you want to ask Graphic Disorder for that artwork or maybe give him the tip, the cap, he can go over and he can sometimes acquire that uh, depending on the client and he can get that uh, squared away for you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So definitely be on the lookout. Mike, the last couple things I wanted to share, again, this one's a little bit uncanny, right? Not super regimented, just kind of keeping things loose. I did, um, we did add some shows. If you go to ourlifestylepodcast.com on the left side, the official digital show calendar, uh, please hit it up. Um, I know it's a little bit easier. I don't know why it doesn't always work on Android, but you can tap that link where it says tap here and you can subscribe to that digital calendar. I, I have been slowly working through adding all of these shows from January to December next year and uh, sitting pretty. They. Uh, our, our, our homie, Craig Braid, who I also call, you know, D.B. Cooper, right? I think he's maybe involved in all that, but, you know, I, I'm not supposed to talk about it. Uh, we did add to the calendar next August. And I know August is busy because, you know, you think about the Spark Show, one of our favorite shows. We've got to get up to that this year. But I know August 26th, they're uh, sitting pretty to all of our kinfolk, which we've got a lot up in the Pacific Northwest. They're back in the catbird seat Mike, they're coming back swinging, and uh, it's it's looking like they're going to have another show. Uh, it's not looking like it. They are, and I'm excited for them. So I did add that show, and we'll talk more about it as we get closer you know, throughout the year. So anybody up in the, in the West Coast, please add that to your calendar or subscribe to our digital show calendar. I think it's going to be fun, Mike. Oh, absolutely. Dude, I think people are going to be thankful that we're going to slow this one down a little bit and just like roll in. You know, It's Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving, rather. We're looking forward to it. A uh, huge shout out to Hamburg Weekend Wear, um, H A M M E R D WeekendWear.com. They also have Black Friday deals that are going from Wednesday to I think Friday. And uh, shout out to Graphics Mafia. If you need stickers for your brand, G R A P H I X Mafia. I know they do a lot of cool stuff. Maybe you've got stickers, but you want to make them decals. Hit up Buddy. Hit up Ryan. They'll take care of you, right, Mike? They always do, brother. So next week, we'll have a new episode, Lord willing. I've been working on that. I think it'll be fun. And I think, Mike, that's it. Are you going to go hang out again with uh, Keith Rock? Bro, I'm heading over here and hanging out with my boy Keith Rock. Yes, sir. Now, I know the list is when you stop, right? It's tobacco, chewing, it's chew, it's vape juice, it's 30 ounce, 32 ounces, liquor, alcohol, what else stuff are you, you have to pick up before you get there? Because you guys consume all that in one night, don't you? I was about to say, the one thing that I think you forgot was, uh, you want you want to try it one more time? You forgot one thing that I cannot believe that you forgot. Scr- scratchers. 
scratchers. Yes, no. sir. Dude, I, speaking of that, a guy just won five mil in up in Orlando on area. A, on a scratcher? Yeah. Now, that, the other thing I meant to ask you, um, Ashley had sent me a thing in the mail about something about a, a get, what do you call it? Gadgetation? Are you talking about a graduation? Yeah. That. Yeah. Um, yeah. Could that. I, okay. Could I borrow like 15 bucks? Because we wanted to do something nice for her, you know? And we thought. Oh, dude. Could, how about I, how about, hey, I can, I can spare fourteen ninety nine. How's that? Yeah, if you could float that over to her, you know, we'll, you know, next year when we go to, like, Lone Star Throwdown, because we're, we're going to gallivant to Conroe. Like, I could, you know, maybe get you a meal or something, you know? Because those, oh, those, right those McRib gonna, meals are expensive, right dude. Everything, everything's expensive, those McRib meals, man. I'll get you a McRib. Bro, you, you promise? You yeah. promise I can float her that I can float her that fourteen ninety nine, no problem. In a thirty two ounce water? I don't know about a thirty two ounce water though. You might be pushing it there. <laughs> well, have fun tonight, Mike, and everyone with Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, you know you know, in all seriousness, have fun um with your friends and family. Do the damn thing, right, Mike? Bro, definitely appreciate it. Uh thanks for having me on and uh thanks for doing what you do. You and your family have a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, we're going to enjoy our Friendsgiving, and uh, we look forward to uh, seeing everybody, uh, you know, at the next show. Hells yeah, brother. Stay on the rise, and we'll hit you guys next week, Lord willing, with another episode. we got a cool guest lined up. We'll see how it goes, Mike. Absolutely, brother. Hey, Airhead Nation, everybody, stay low and have a happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy the interview. Peace. Hey, hey, I'm so excited, like I've been talking about in this episode, to sit down with a friend of ours, Tim, but we also got Daryl Poe, so I want to welcome, t- it's Tim Williams, right, Tim? Yeah, how y'all doing? Good, good. I, hey, I appreciate you taking the time to come on here with OLP. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I appreciate the invite. You got it. And Daryl Poe, you're no stranger to OLP, man. You've been gallivanting all around the country. How you been, Mr. DP? And I've been doing great. How you guys been? Good, good. And how's your old lady, man? I know she's holding it down over there. Nikki, she doesn't play around, does she? She don't play around, man. You know, she she's always there, man. She's been good. She's in there watching Hallmark right now, so I had to come in the bedroom and shut the door. We don't need to be hearing none of that in the background. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> well, Tim, it is a pleasure. You know, Daryl, the, the cool thing is we, we've had this opportunity in the past to have, like, these – kind of, um, you know, multiple person conversations. And it's awesome because Daryl was like, yo, man, you know, always bringing stuff to the plate. And he goes, man, I think my friend Tim would be a great guest. And, uh, you know, Tim, why don't you just c- kind of just kick it off and, and just tell us a little bit of background about yourself, like where do you grew up and, and you know, who's Tim Williams? Oh, uh, yeah. I grew up in southwest Virginia. That's where I'm from, still where I live, uh, a little bit further from home. But that's we, me and Daryl grew up fairly close to each other, not real far. But I'm from Giles County, Virginia, is where I'm originally from, which is just over the border from West Virginia. And, uh, yeah, I grew up there. Um, now I live in Roanoke, Virginia, a little bit bigger city. Most people kind of more familiar with Roanoke or, or Roanoke anyway. So that's actually where I live at now. Gotcha. 
yeah, and and Daryl, you know, the crazy thing is up in that area, which is different from where I live, like you you can live in different states and be homies because sometimes it's only a few miles across the border, right? Absolutely. Well, I think where Tim lived originally when I first met him was Narrows, Virginia, wasn't it, Tim? And yeah. Yeah, yeah that's that's uh it's thirty minutes from where I'm at, maybe forty. Uh, depending on the red lights through Princeton, by the way. But, uh, but yeah, you're right. And, I mean, you can – West Virginia and Virginia, of course, there's the state line. And, I mean, so, yeah, we're all we're all pretty close within, you know, like I say, within 30, 40 minutes. It, it, it ain't bad. Now, Tim, what's your recollection of, like, how you guys met, like, back in the day? Was it through trucks and stuff like that? I'll kind of get your take and then maybe Daryl's afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's, that's exactly how it was. Um, I had bought – my Mazda, it was fairly stock when I got it. And, uh, I met another guy from Petertown, West Virginia, which was really close. His name was Mike Clendenin and Mike's dad and Daryl's dad were they trucked together, both truckers. And, uh, he says, man, you need to meet Daryl. He's got all these hydraulics on his truck and it's, it, you know, it's really awesome. You need to really meet him. And so, uh, Mike kind of hooked us up. He was running this little, I don't know if he was running it. I can't remember. I don't know. Maybe Daryl remembers. I don't know. But he had this little pool hall down in uh, in uh, Peterstown. And so he got us both together. And that's actually when we met. It was back in 1996. Damn. Maybe like summer-ish of 96. Yeah. God, it's crazy how fast time flies, huh, Daryl? Yeah, absolutely. And I remember Michael calling me and saying, man, I got this guy that wants to meet you. You know, he really wants some hydraulics on his truck. And I was like, okay, cool. Where, where do I meet you guys at? And he told us about the told me about the pool hall in uh, Peterstown. So uh, I drove down one night, knew Tim was going to be there. And we, I, and I think we shot a couple games of pool even or something, but you come out and <laughs> yeah. looked at the truck and you were like, man, I really want juice on it, you know? So that's how, that's how the ball got rolling with our friendship is, is meeting at a pool hall one night through a mutual friend. Yeah. And it's funny how when we're younger, we go play pool all the time. I grew up, my dad, love playing pool and we actually had a pool table that was a dream that he had from a kid you know wanting to always play pool but uh as we get older we don't hit the pool halls as much do we daryl no i play it on my phone though because we're too old to go out i guess but yeah i play on my phone but the only person i know hitting the pool halls every night is hammer and hank from hammered weekend wear dude he's dude he's like uh (laughs) minnesota fats out there dude hustling everyone (laughs) but hustling um, people huh yeah, so, and then, you know, Daryl, your recollection of it, kind of the same probably, right, back in 9-6, you know, you guys kind of getting together, like you said, and it's ironic because, like, down here in Florida, in the Tampa area, you know, there weren't a lot of guys that even had hydraulics, let alone were doing the work. Sure, there were a few around here and there, but like you and I have talked in the past, Daryl, it's pretty cool that you guys were even doing that stuff back, you know, in the heyday of you know, Ice Cube, Today Was a Good Day, and all of that awesomeness that was going on in the mid-90s. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And there was actually a guy that or, that lives local to us. He's kind of out of the game now. He actually had his S10 done by uh, Reds Hydraulics, I believe. And, uh, you know, and he had had it a while. And, you know, messing with the hydraulics, he had actually had some frame damage and things like that. And I fixed his frame and stuff for him. And he's really kind of the first one around here that had hydraulics. So it kind of set the bar for all of us. We were like, man, we got to have some juice, you know, because airbags, of course, wasn't, wasn't in, you know. So I, I can remember looking in the magazine and I'm like, I tell my mom, I'm like, I've got to have that right there. And it was a, a pro hopper set. And 
So that's what I did. I, and I got with some buddies and, you know, we didn't even have a MIG welder then. We did everything with stick welding. And, um, so I installed my hydraulics and I can actually remember a buddy of mine wiring up a switch box for me because mine didn't come with a switch box. So, uh, we had actually got a wiring diagram somehow and he, he was like a guru. So he wired everything. And then basically in a nutshell, off I went, you know, with my own hydraulic setup on my S10. And then that kind of, like I said, that kind of leads now into when I met Timmy, you know? Yep. So, yep. Yeah. You know, it's pre- pretty crazy. Yeah, and Tim, like when you first get that stuff done to your truck, you know, we all think back to the good old days, kind of the golden era of maybe our first ride, getting stuff done. You know, talk to us a little bit about that first truck that you had with some of the work that you ended up getting with Daryl about. Yeah, when I first bought the truck, it was, I think it just had the torsion bars cranked down and maybe some a leaf spring taken out of it. I think that's all it was done. So after I met Daryl, I had already done a few other things trying to get it down a little lower. I think I took the torsion bars that helped. So it rode wonderful, but uh, I done that, and then once me and him got together, I really wanted to get juice on it. So I think I bought, I'm not mistaken, I think it was Hijacker at that time. I think uh, so. Yeah, I think it was Hijacker Hydraulics is what I bought. Um, and me and Daryl put them on down there where I was living behind my sister's house. I had an apartment behind my sister's house, and uh, we put them on down there uh, in the in the kind of the garage basement area of yeah. that. That was quite an experience of getting those hydraulics on there. But, oh, man, we were so excited to have have juice on that thing. It was awesome. Yeah, it's like the good old days. Like, you think back to, like, all the good memories you had, you know, hanging out with the homies or helping people out. It's kind of like we get older and we're still doing it, like, especially I know you are. But, like, our priorities change a little bit, but we're still kind of kids at heart, and we still want to do that stuff, right, Daryl? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, you know, the more things change, the more they stay the same too, in my eyes, because, you know, everybody always says, well, those are the good old days and they work. Don't get me wrong. That's memories that we go with. But if you stay in this and you keep doing it, you know, we still have good old days now, you know, our, our priorities change a little bit, things like that. But, you know, there's still shows out there. There's still things to do. And, uh, you know, so to me, they're all good times, you know? So, but the good old days, it was more innocent. I think we were younger. Yes, we really had no major. We had no major bills. We, you know, we spent our money on truck parts, um, yep. doing whatever. So, so yeah, I, I mean, those were, and and two, and Timmy can tell you, and, and going down there, I can always remember, you know, and I'm gonna bring this part up real quick, but he can elaborate on it. We were wondering how we were gonna cut the center of his bed out, <laughs> and his it was your brother-in-law, wasn't it, Tim? Um, it was our brother-in-law, yeah. He said, man, I can put a metal cutting blade in my skill saw. And I'm like, huh? I'm like, I don't know about this. <laughs> and sure enough, man, that dude cut the center of that bed out with a skill saw with a metal cutting blade in it. Dude. And, but it, it goes to show at what we could get done, though, with the, the least amount of tools that we had, yes. you know? Yeah, the minimalistic stuff that we had right i mean we didn't even like i remember when my friend matt torgerson down here in florida in orlando he had body drop 25 30 some odd trucks and i remember he was doing it with like basically like sawzall blades and he knew how many sawzall blades he'd get through to cut the whole floor out and stuff you know and i didn't know how much those were back in the day but i mean yeah you just go with what you got so absolutely now, mm-hmm. now, Tim, yeah. when you think back to those days, are those some of the memories that you're kind of getting back, you know, as far as working on that thing down there? 
Yeah, I think I think touching on what Daryl said, I think one of the coolest things back at, at that time, you know, in mini trucking, was the discovery of it. Was just the discovery of everything because we didn't have the internet really, and we did, but it was very sure, you know, young. It was very young, so it was just you was discovering all of it, you know, trying to figure it all out with with minimal knowledge, honestly, and just trying to trying to get by because we had no clue. Like when Daryl started on it with no idea how we was going to put hydraulics on this Mazda but you know it was kind of the discovery of that was part of the fun and the enjoyment was you know learning about it and figuring it out oh yeah. oh yeah now I know you maybe mentioned it but give us the rundown on the truck the, the I think I know the year making model and all that stuff but kind of give us the overall for to paint the picture for the listeners yeah it was an 88 uh, B2200 extended cab uh, automatic I have had I had my fields of manuals, and when I bought that truck, I really wanted it to be an automatic. So when I found one, and I that's the truck I was looking for. As a matter of fact, I think the truck that got me wanting a truck was I'm gonna say Butchery's name. Um, Tom is it Tom McMurdo? Oh that yeah, yeah. I was saying yeah, Tom McMurdo or McMurdo or something like that. Yeah, but McMurdo, I think he was yeah, okay. one of them. Yep, yep. From the cover, it was a cover truck. It was a yellow standard cab Mazda. That was parked towards the beach. I'll never forget that. That was the truck that made me want to buy a truck. That was that was the one. And so I went on the search for a Mazda B2200 standard cab, you know, or extended was fine. Ended up buying that one, and uh, just at a local, you know, shop or whatever, a local car. It wasn't even really a car dealership. It was just one of the more small extra lots and had some used cars at it. And I found it there locally, right there in Giles County, and bought that one. And that was uh, that was it. Yeah, and if I remember correctly, Daryl and I were talking, and he had kind of refreshed my memory. That was the bloody the bloody butcher, and that was featured in January uh, two thousand. I think it was. It was that new kicking off the millennium. I think it was in that issue because wasn't it featured? Yep, that was it. It was a January two thousand issue of Mini Trucking. Yeah, yeah. I had it shot when I was at the Mini Trucking Nationals in ninety nine, and when it was in Pigeon Forge. Yeah, it was, um, is when I got it completed. Um, but that was the only truck. That was that was the one. Yeah, and that thing, like looking back at it, like that thing was super low too, man. I mean, there were a few of them out there low, but I mean, that thing. <laughs> I mean, it, it it was it was laid out, and with that topper and the cap plus and everything, it was just like, dude, that thing's like the mothership. It was, uh, yeah, and I have to actually give credit to uh, to Jody uh, Jody Hall with, with uh, it was his idea to cut. Or we did a four-inch body drop on it, and uh, it was his idea to do that. And I'm like, I don't know about I want to cut these rockers, but that's what we ended up doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that thing was low. It was, uh, it was low. Yeah. Now there was a name that uh, it kind of just chat with you guys. It kind of popped to my head because I ran across his old feature. Um, when I kind of was getting in the game and the guys that taught me a lot, Chris and Russ, and, you know, getting the feel for, you know, these different names and different shows they were going to, they always talked about they went to Nopi back in the day in Georgia, and there was a guy named Ryan Cochran, and he had, like, uh, he had the Mazda Cab Plus, and then I think he redid it, and it was like that chameleon paint, and that one was always etched in their minds, Ooh. and I think he was from Virginia area. He was actually from West Virginia. West Virginia, yeah. okay, my Parker, bad. Yep. yep. It was either Parkersburg, West Virginia, I'm thinking, or Clark. I, I'm almost saying, I'm thinking it was Parkersburg. Yeah, it wasn't Clarksburg. That's where Tony was from. So yeah, yeah, Tony, Tony Adia, yeah. 
started. Oh, to. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got yeah. you. Yeah, and and you think back to like some of these trucks, but like this one too. I mean, yours. I mean, you look back at the feature, the Bloody Butcher again, January two thousand. Like seeing it, like you said, with the four inch body drop, you know, gave it that extra little above and beyond to some of these other trucks in terms of lowness. And I look at it and just say, damn, it was pretty awesome. What was the fate of that truck, Tim? Uh, well, after after the mini, after my shoot, after my photo shoot, and uh, got it featured, I ended up, I mean, I drove that thing every day. Um, that was what I drove to work. <laughs> I worked at, wow. the, at a local uh, supermarket in the meat department, actually why it was called the Bloody Butcher. Was because That's I worked awesome. in the meat department. And, uh, but I drove it every day. I mean, no heat, no air. I learned quickly how fun, how not fun that is. <laughs> <laughs> Mini truck life. Um, being a <laughs> driven truck. <laughs> but after that, that winter had came and I'm, one of my bags was rubbing a brake line and, uh, it actually popped on me and the front end hit the ground right when I was pulling into my driveway and, uh, tore up the front bumper, tore up the front two fenders. And so I thought, well, I got to replace the bag. Sit it there in the backyard uh, at the house because I, I didn't even have a garage where yep, I was yep. living, and uh, so I just parked there in the backyard. I thought, okay, well, I'm gonna have to work on it. And I already, I already had thoughts. Well, I'm gonna pull the cab off, and then I'm gonna repaint it. I wanted to go with a different color, so I was gonna work on it, and it just didn't. It just yep. didn't happen. <laughs> it just didn't happen. The more it sat there, the more I was like, uh, I don't know. And my wife really wasn't super keen on it at that time, but put dumping a bunch more money into it. Yep. Um, so I ended up selling it. I ended up selling it to uh, um, Smokey, uh, which is one of Daryl's friends, uh, Dennis Rowe, and he he bought the truck after that. He lived up there in Princeton near Daryl and them, and uh, he bought it after that. And then it kind of got handed down around the way after yep, that. Yep. I, I I think uh, I think Derry Rowe owns it now. I think really. Yeah, so it is still brother. kind of around. Yeah, uh, it's actually. It, it is. It's in Iowa, I think, is where wow. uh, Barry lives. And Jason, uh, to kind of clarify, Dennis, who who Timmy sold the truck to, is actually Dennis who was killed, and we oh, put down for Dennis. Right down it. for it's Dennis. Same, Got it, it. Yeah, same guy. Mm-hmm. Wow. So his brother actually now, after the truck got traded off, you know, or traded hands a few times, uh, Derry actually has it. Uh, actually has it in his possession. Who is uh, Dennis's brother? Wow, and and Daryl, you know, rest in peace. You know, you guys did so much for Dennis, and you know, I love the Down for Dennis show and what all of the goodness that you guys continued to pump into that. When you think about a truck that kind of, you know, twenty twenty five years later, you know, some of these trucks, even even some of them like Madu, our big homie, you know, he's acquired some that really played a part early in his days down in local minis and stuff. You know, he's of of course up in the Tennessee area now. But some of these trucks, man, it, it blows my mind that, you know, there was good enough work put in them that 20, 25 years later, they're still around. And although maybe someone doesn't have all the money to pump into it, it is still pretty cool, isn't it, Daryl? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I I hope, you know, Derry finishes it out one day. I know it's changed a lot. I think it's got a different engine in it now. Uh, I know there's no shell and and. The last I've seen it, it was, uh, you know, it was in a few pieces, but it was all there. Uh, it was black instead of red. So I do know it's, it's definitely not seen, um, you know, a junkyard or, you know, a scrapyard or whatever. So I do know it's in, it's in someone's hands. So uh, there's hope for it, <laughs> the way I look at it. Yeah. You know, if somebody's got a hold of one, there's always hope. 
Yeah, and, and uh, the, the trucks are getting kind of harder to even find, and it's always cool to see, you know, just to even hear that, hey, yeah, there's a chance. They're still out there. Somebody's got it and whatnot, so very cool. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Tim, let me ask you this. Um, you know, We want to give a huge shout-out to Jody Hall. Like I said last week on the episode, you know, Mini Truck Hall of Fame 2022 uh, these guys were inducted in on the 31st of, of October for 2022. And uh, there's a lot of good kinfolk. Now, I don't know Jody like you or others, uh, including our friend LMC over at uh, Lowest Common Denominator Podcast doing great things over there. But, uh, Tim, you know, my understanding was you did, you kind of went underneath the wing there. Um, did you uh, talk to us a little bit about, like, how that happened and, and maybe what your role was there or, or if what you learned? And that's yeah, that's that's kind of a of a big story. Um yeah, when we went of course the mini trucking nationals is always a big deal every year. Um I went in ninety six and then no, I think ninety six was my first one. Then ninety seven mini trucking nationals. We already had hydraulics on my truck. I think Daryl you would see notched it. Got mm-hmm. the hydraulics on it. It it was laying pretty good. I think we even got it painted. Um, I think I had a guy locally painted black. It was just jet black. Um just to shave a few things on. I think we saved the gas door and saved the tailgate handle and a few things. Um, but anyway, that down there at that show in 97, that was the big thing, was seeing everybody's trucks body dropped. Yep. Uh, Jody's was there. I remember Kurt Ukasics was there. Um, all kinds of trucks. And every, it seemed like almost every one of them had that drop shop sticker. Just about every truck I saw. And so I'm literally chasing everybody around like, trying to find out who, who what is this drop shop? Because I want this done to my truck. Yeah, you're like, I and, need that. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. So somebody finally said it was Jody Hall, gave me his number. I think it was Andy Surgenis who gave me that information. And uh, so I ended up getting a hold of Jody to do my truck, to actually, you know, do my body drop and all that stuff. So I called him several weeks after the meeting Trucking Nationals in 97 and asked him, you know, you know, I want you to body drop my truck. So he's like, yeah, and told me the price and whatnot. And we ended up making a plan to bring it down there. I drove it down there, gutted the whole thing out. He said, don't bring nothing but the truck and a seat in it. He said, it'll help me out a ton. And I'm like, all right, I can do that. Awesome. I drove it all the way down to Pikeville, Kentucky. I was just a seat in <laughs> Now, now how far a drive was that for you? You, like, give us, paint that picture. How far was that? <laughs> it was about three, three and a half hours. Okay. From, from where I'm at. So got- now, I was going to say, Tim, this was back in the MapQuest days. You had to print all right, your directions, right. of course. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we later found out that we could leave my town where I live and drive Route 460 straight, basically straight into Pikeville, Kentucky, where Jody was. It would take about two hours. Tim went around another way, Route 52, around the and took him almost four hours. <laughs> yeah. Something was, I would do. Tim called me back. Yeah, he called me back. He was like, dude, that drive was terrible. And then we later, you know, like I said, we later found out you could go a different way, and it only takes about two hours to get there. Dude. So, yeah, I had to butt in for a minute, guys. Yeah, you know you're getting old, like when I always say this. Kids these days won't understand. Oh, uh, but, but yeah. so, so Tim, so, so, so you end up driving the truck over there and then kind of like some of these fabricators in that era, did you have to gut it there? Well, the usual, no, I mean, Jody usually does all that, but he just says, if you want to save a little bit of money, mm-hmm. go ahead and gut the, gut everything out of it prior. And then, you know, I'll, that's less he'll have to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, that works. So that's how I ended up taking the truck down there. And uh, so I took it down there. I actually spent the night down there because it was a pretty long drive. Yep. And uh, we, 
which it didn't need to be, but it was. Uh, so we spent the night down there, just hung out with him and his family, because that's that's who it was. Flam and Bonnie lived there uh, in, a, in a in a like a little house that was right next to Jody's house, and then, of course the drop shop was just a two car garage. But I'll never forget pulling up to that place the first time, and there was literally just body drop trucks sitting around. I was just like, oh my gosh! Yeah, and that was heaven. in the era where, like you said earlier, that you, you didn't see. I mean, they were growing, but you know, in terms of popularity, but like to go there was like the mecca for that whole region. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. I mean, you just didn't see it that much, and it was the you know the I mean the ninety seven Mean Trucker National was the first time that I remember seeing a body drop truck. I don't think I saw one even at ninety six. I, I can't remember that well, but and it was getting way, way more popular in ninety seven. And so, uh, but we spent the, we spent the, the the weekend there actually with him and uh, just hanging out and showing me all these trucks and talking about them. And we talked about mine, what we were going to do, and then so we ended up. By the time I left, he was. Going to put bags on it, body drop it, and do a five lug conversion because he was saying that's the only thing you really you need to put a five lug on this thing. And so we talked about that, and he was just going to get them filled and redrilled. That was the plan. So anyway, I, I go back home after that, and a, a few weeks later, I pick up some probes, some sixteen inch probes uh, that had that you know five on uh, four and a half bolt pattern, mm-hmm. and uh, ended up going down to Jason's in North Carolina. I don't remember the name of that shop, Daryl. Maybe you remember Jason down there. A.E. Um, e. Myers and Sons. That's it. A.E. Myers and Sons. That's right. Yeah. Right. The guy's name is, uh, his dad was A.E., if I remember correctly, and then Jason was the son, and I guess we had bought, God, around this town, there was probably 10 total sets bought from him. So, yeah, A.E. Myers and Sons. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. So then I bought those wheels, and then he said, you can just, you know, you can bring them by here if you wanted to, or, you know, bring them the next time you can come on an update. Well, of course, I mean, he had never he had never done anything to the truck because it was, you know, it'd been a couple of weeks. And he's backed up full of three and four deep. I mean, he told me it'd probably be months before, you know, he'd get to it anyway. And so I went back down there, dropped the wheels off, stayed again with him, and we just got to hanging out more and just really, you know, shooting it and talking and, and uh, he was talking about how bad he needed help because it was just it was just him and his dad. Him and his dad Flynn. Flynn was helping him as much as he could, but Jody was doing all of all of the actual work. And he probably had gosh. I know uh Dave Caldwell's blazer had just gotten there. Yeah. That old black blazer that was in that picture. It had just gotten there for some more work. Uh, I remember Dave Zimmerman's Ranger, I think, maybe was there. And there was a, also a, a orange extended cab Toyota, like a you know the eighty nine, you know ninety ish body style. Yep, yep. Um, that was called the Heatway in Mini Trucking Magazine. I think was the name of the truck. Um, and uh, it was there. It was there. There was a whole bunch of these trucks there, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is just unbelievable. And uh, well, just long story short, you know, the more we kept talking, and I'm like, dude, I'd be willing to come and help. Like, I'd be willing to move down here and learn and, and help you out here at the shop. And that's that's actually how it got started. And he was like, okay, you know, I mean, that's kind of what happened. And then my now ex-wife, uh, we moved down there kind of on a whim. Really? I mean, to be honest with you, on a real whim. And uh, it, I think maybe August of that year, somewhere in that neighborhood, August or September of that year, we just kind of packed up things and moved down there. And I started working with Jody and them at the shop, just helping. And then it wasn't real long after I started, you know, working down there that Flynn had a, a mild heart attack, his dad. Damn. And uh, he had to go get a pacemaker put in, and really, you know, it, then it was just me and Jody. So after Flynn got ill and uh, he couldn't help, 
I had to kind of pick up the reins and start learning more. And that's when he started teaching me how to weld. He started teaching me how to do everything. And before I knew it, I was body dropping trucks too. So yeah, that was, is uh, amazing that is time. Awesome. And I'll tell you, um, coming, becoming good friends with, uh, Kirk Sullivan. He used to live in Georgia. He's no regrets. He lives down. It's ironic to have another mini trucker kind of in the land of lakes area, but he shared some photos with us not too long ago when he went up to uh, the drop the drop shop and he you know basically Caldwell's Blazer was there. Uh, Chris Schmidt had a Sonoma from the New York area, the NC guy. Uh, his truck's on a trailer, and I sent him a photo. He goes, "Man, how do you have this?" And I go, "Wow, you know, we got the connections." But uh, like you said, I mean, so many trucks and many truckers. I mean, Chris Schmidt was, I think, from New York, right? So, I mean, you had guys coming from everywhere on the East Coast. And what was the vibe like then? Like, was it was it strenuous in the fact that, like, you felt like, you know, there's stress of, like, building all these trucks? Or what was the overall vibe? Oh, it was awesome. It, it was <laughs> awesome. Um, I, 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 my ex-wife, she hated it because I would, I would spend – Every second there. It didn't matter how long we were going to run. I love it. The plan was to work till 5 o'clock. We'd be there till 11 o'clock at night. Just hammering away, listening to Hank Williams and Journey on the radio. I'll never forget it. <laughs> Jody was a character. I mean, just, it, was, it was a heck of a time. It, it really was. It, was, it was, wasn't a job to me. That, that was just a super passion that I had. And being able to learn it and be involved with it like that was just it was incredible. It was an incredible experience. Is there any, I know this is kind of a trick question, is there any one maybe memorable truck that you did work on that you recall going, you know, I don't know if it was Tony Audier's, like if, it, you know, if his, I forget if it was done there, but was there one that like when it came out in the magazine, you know, it brought a smile and you're like, yeah, man, I helped work on that one or maybe one that's etched in your mind still that you remember now? Yeah, actually it was the very first one that I kind of did mostly on my own. Uh, with with a lot of help still, but it was it was uh, he was a local guy down there. His name was Jimmy. And I think it was Jimmy Johnson. Uh-huh. I'm mistaken. It was a silver four door blazer, and uh, it oh, started yeah. life as a four wheel drive. He actually he bought it as a four as a four wheel drive, and uh, we actually cut the front frame off, put a two wheel you know a, a regular two wheel drive S10 front frame on it, grafted that on. Uh, same in the rear, you know, got a two wheel drive uh, axle. You know, and just kind of put that in there with a four link. Um, it was a it was a trick, but that was the first one that I actually did mostly. I'll say in air quotes uh, on my own, and most of the body work too, which was you know something I was learning as well. You know, Jesse was teaching me the body work um, aspect of it all. I mean, everything because he could do anything. He was an absolute master mechanic, um, just a genius oh, when yeah. it comes to that stuff. He was an absolute genius. Yeah. Yeah, I want to add to that a minute. That was, yeah, that was about the time that I think Tim had invited me down. He was like, man, you need to come down and visit. And I, I still have a few pictures of that. And I can actually remember showing up there. And, you know, to us, it was like, you hear, you hear the words, the drop shop. Do you think you're going to show up to this, you know, 100 foot long shop with all this stuff in it? And you show up, and it's a two-car garage, and it had a little room built on the side, I think, where he had his sheet metal break and, you know, some other stuff. And that was about the time when I showed up. Jimmy's blazer was actually – the best I can remember, maybe it was sitting on jack stands, and, and Tim was showing me around, and he was like, yeah, we're getting ready to cut the front frame off of that. I'm like, oh, yeah, and we're putting two-wheel drive stuff under it. And I'm like, oh, okay, and I'm in awe. Yeah, dude, I remember that four-door blazer, the silver one – and 
uh, Daryl, you, you it must kind of blow in your mind as he's showing you around the shop and he's talking about lopping off, you know, from the firewall forward and stuff. And you're probably scratching your head, going, "Okay, I mean, that was some kind of bigger, um, you know, ambitions than maybe what you guys were doing back home, right?" Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, um, you know, when I first showed up down there, I see you know Caldwell's blazer sitting there. It was there to get eight teams put on it, you know, all that, and then. Him, he's showing me this. He was like, you know, it, it was a four door, like you said, four wheel drive blazer. And, uh, he was like, yeah, we're going to cut the front clip off and, you know, we're going to do this and that and it'll be body dropped and all that. And I, I was just, you know, I was mind blown. I mean, it was just crazy. And oh, yeah. uh, so, and even seeing back then, you know, seeing 18 inch wheels on something was just, it, it was unheard of. It was massive, <laughs> you know, back in the day. So, but yeah, I'll let, I'll let him tell you the more detail part of what he did and and you know how that came about but man it was just it was amazing you know seeing you know i can't even remember maybe six or seven body drop trucks there maybe uh oh, i know yeah. jody's was there yeah it was just it was unbelievable for that time yeah it was like the mecca you know on the east coast like we were talking it's like there was probably the most body drops you know arguably at that time uh, my good friend down here who body dropped my truck originally, Matt Torgerson, he was in the greater Orlando area. He had gotten up to 25, 30 body drops. But, you know, you start talking about, you know, Jody and even Matt Torgerson and a few of these guys on the East Coast. I mean, there weren't that many that had really achieved that, you know, that status in terms of that many body drops. But, Tim, speaking of Caldwell's blazer, anytime I ever post that that black blazer, Dude, I mean, people, that thing is etched in our minds. A couple of my buddies, they went, uh, old friends, they went to Nopi Nats back in the late 90s, and, like, that was there. But uh, you probably remember seeing that one a couple times. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when I, I, not, I guess when I first moved there, uh, that blazer was at the shop. He was, uh, Jody was, if I'm not mistaken, it's a little tough to remember, but I know we pulled the frame off of it, and he painted the frame. And there was just a few other details he was doing. I think oh, he put yeah. the 18s on it. Like I had them Budniks on it. And uh, that was, we had to do some work to get the 18s on it and then painted the frame, which at that time was actually kind of kind of new. Yep, yep. I hadn't seen anybody personally that had a lot of, you know, that much detail, detail. work done to the frame. But I remember Jody pulling the frame on it and doing all that stuff. And that was, that was right when I had moved down there. Yeah, so it was that's quite cool. interesting to see that truck kind of evolve a little bit. Beautiful, beautiful truck, though. Yeah, I'll never it forget is. how good the paint was on that truck. The paint was flawless on that <laughs> truck. Yeah, and it's funny because that's one of those trucks, Daryl. Like you know, we always talk about where these trucks end up. That's one that no one really has an answer to. You know, it's like he, you know, he was a successful guy or whatever, and you know, I heard he got into you know higher end maybe cars and stuff, but. You know, some of those we just will never know. But, you know, Tim, question for you. Like, what are some of the things that you maybe took away from your time at the drop shop? Like, did you feel like when you when your time was up and you said, hey, I'm going to move back to kind of the area that you grew up in, did you feel like you took away some key skills from your time there? Oh, great. Yeah, I mean, from just learning everything from how to weld to do any kind of body work, basically. I know on that first one I did, you know, that, that was some of the first body work I'd done, a roll pan and a French license plate t tag, uh, shaved handles. Um, all that was new. You know, everything was new to me as far as doing the actual work myself. So, I, <laughs> you know, I brought back everything as far as learning any kind of framework um, and, and paint work. 
any kind of body work, just all that stuff brought all that back. So it was uh, it was nice to be able to come back and finish my own truck that we, we didn't have a whole lot of time. I didn't have a whole lot of time to work on it when I was down there um, to be able to come back and get that finished and be able to help Daryl to kind of get him, you know, what ended up being kick-started into something even more massive, really. Oh, yeah. And, Daryl, yeah. you know, you think about how, like, today in high school, like, shop isn't really taught as far as I understand. But you think about some of the things Tim's talking about, like, I mean, who wouldn't want to be in their younger years getting kind of being a mentor, you know, having a mentor kind of teaching them, right, like as an apprentice, right? And it sounds like the way he's describing stuff, like, you know, he was able to learn and, and like, I can't do any of it. So if somebody was like, hey, I'm going to come over here and teach you, you know, I need your help. Let's get these customers trucks knocked out daryl that sounds like a kind of a cool opportunity that tim had yeah absolutely and and you know i I had taken welding in school and actually you know got a paper that tells me i'm a welder by the way but uh, (laughs) you know i I don't yeah i don't consider myself an actual welder but you know i like to think that i'm a fabricator you know yeah yeah we you know, I like to create things and, and come up with stuff. But as far as being a, quote, welder, I don't, I don't know if I classify that. But, you know, Timmy going down there and learning from one of the best ever to do this was just phenomenal. And, and he, you know, he learned something that I think he can take with him, you know, from here on out. And, you know, maybe he's out of practice a little bit right now. But I think if he ever decided to build a truck, I, you know, I think he could about jump right in, you know. And. He actually had, you know, on the outlaw, he actually had uh, come up and we had had crawfish and, you know, as Murray would like to call them, the the bitch ultras. But we (laughs) had several Mick ultras that day. And, you know, he was like, man, let's cut this bed, you know. So the actual bed that's on the the outlaw, you know, Timmy come up and helped us. And we got that thing body dropped in like a day, you know. I mean, it it went really smooth and stuff like that. So uh, I feel sure that if, he ever wanted to, you know, pick pick right back up. Very good, and and I know he, and he'll tell you. I mean, he's learned a lot. He, you know, like I said, he come back and show me what to do. And you know, you know, like I said, I tell people, uh, we literally, we literally body drop my truck on four sheets of plywood, and my jack stands were cinder box and two by fours. So, um, you know, I was actually finishing up the rear suspension with a tarp that was clamped to my frame with a kerosene heater underneath it wow. you know so then yeah so we actually started building the building the garage when tim brought his truck back and um i mean i, I the best the best of my memory we were you know we pulled the truck on the hurrying my dad man we, we him and i had to get in there you know Oh, wow, dude, that's crazy. Yeah, but it's funny how you can have those like markers in time, right? Like you're like, oh, yeah, I was building the shop and things like that, and you can remember back to that era. Do you think, I mean, I kind of get the vibe of the answer, but, Daryl, do you think like with, with Timmy coming back or Tim, you know, coming back to that region, that it sounds like he did help to kind of further mini trucking in that area because, you know, he comes back, he helps you, then you – um, you know, are, are there out helping other guys, maybe building the truck here or there and stuff, kind of taking things to the next level. If you think about that Jody Hall, uh, you know, I don't want to say legacy. I want to kind of say like the tree, right, of Jody Hall, that branches out over there to where you guys are at, man. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there was other guys in West Virginia and, of course, Virginia that – but in our 
pretty much our circle, you know, without Tim showing me how to body drive my truck, you know, there, there would have been some others in this area that wouldn't have been body dropped or they'd have had to take them somewhere else or whatever. But, you know, you had, you know, guys like Brandon Perry, he's in central West Virginia, you know, you, and we talked before about Tony Adia, you know, yep. uh, and I'll let Tim, I'll let Tim talk more about him, but you know, those guys were doing things and it, 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 it was, just, but in our general area, you know, within a hundred mile radius, I guess, maybe not quite that much, you know, Tim actually showed me what to do and I was able to take that as far as body dropping and, and install an air ride, you know, cause yep. like I said before, you know, all we had done was hydraulics, you know, and exactly. we, we done, we really done the bare minimum to, you know, to get those put on. Uh, we didn't have no real elaborate setups or nothing. We just, we, we wanted that thing to bounce and go to shows and, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's what we saw on TV. We were at, like, boom, that's what we want. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, but yeah, man, I, like I said, I, it, it's part of our mini trucking history for that matter of him working, you know, for Jody and then coming back and showing me what, I, what he did for me and then helping me. And then it's just carried on, you know, and oh, I, yeah. you know, so yeah, it is absolutely great. You know, now Tim, I want to add a little bit of something to that. Yeah, please. Um, I think uh, Daryl, I think undermines himself. <laughs> undervalues himself (laughs) because uh, i went down there learned a whole bunch came back you know finished my truck helped daryl daryl got knowledge but i think what daryl has done from then to now is really where all that kind of goes yep um because of who he has inspired to this point you know i see what what you're saying done with his truck and people you know everywhere now that have seen the outlaw all over the country, world, whatever you want to call it, that has been inspired or learned from Daryl or learned the things that he's done that's just evolved so much over the past 20-whatever years. I mean, I think that's the the broader picture, you know, of of where it's come. At that time, yeah, Daryl's right. It was just our circle, but now the circle that Daryl's involved with with the truck is, is much, much larger. Yeah, and you have yeah, to think. That. Yeah, and and you know the cool thing is, it's cool to hear that because I know Daryl, you know, you're not one to want to sit back and kind of take the compliments because a lot of us, you know, we have a hard time kind of hearing the good stuff, right? But but I kind of want you know Tim to reinforce this that Tim, when you see the success that Daryl's had, you know, with the outlaw and and just the run that he's been on, and now he's working on you know, his better half, Nikki's, right, her Izuzu and, and doing the thing, it's got to bring a smile to your face to see, like, you know, even if you sprinkled a little bit of the uh, the inspiration, you know, back in that region, and then Daryl, man, 20-plus years, he's been running hard, hasn't he? That's exactly right. That's, a, that's exactly what I'm talking about. It's just that when we were in our youth and, and just learning, you know, in, in the sport and just learning in the culture and – to where it blossomed to, yes. Daryl got to really kind of, he just kept on with it and just and kept taking it further and taking it further and to where he's at now. He does. I, I was, I, I've been so happy for him this whole time following the build and going up there. So I'm hanging out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. We do live a little bit of a distance away now, but being able to see him really take off with it, do really, really well with that truck. That's cool. And it's, it's been fantastic. It's been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And Daryl, tip of the cap. And you I know, was, I know we're talking about Tim, but tip of the cap to you, man. Well, I appreciate that. I thank you guys, and it means a lot. I, I just, you know, I never, 
I never set out to do, you know, do this for trophies or whatever, but I mean, you know, it, being able to take the truck, the, you know, the tombstone for that matter was probably one of the major, you know, major highlights for me, you know, uh, Dave McCotty helped me, helped me set that up when we were on our way to Vegas. And man, that was just, that was amazing. I wasn't even going to go actually. I was like, man, that's seven hours out of the way, you know, and uh, (laughs) Mickey, Mickey put her foot down and, she said, "We're going." I went, "Yes, ma'am." So, yeah. so what would Doc Holliday say? Right? He'd give you a thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he would. But it was, it was that was really awesome. So, but but I do, I greatly appreciate you guys, and and that uh, that does mean a lot to me. I appreciate. Oh yeah. It. I forget if we hit on this earlier though, but when you kind of came back to that area, Tim, it, did you feel like? Because I'm trying to remember timeline wise, did did you end up finishing your truck kind of back on your own, if you will, like away from the Pikeville area? And you guys must have had to do oh, a lot yeah. of stuff on it, right? Oh yeah. Um, when we when I came back, actually Daryl helped me haul the truck back. Um, I don't know if Daryl remembers that in that S10 with that. I do. Hauling that truck back, that was an adventure. Um, <laughs> yeah. When I came back, the truck was basically just a frame. Uh, wheels and the cab only. Everything else was off. Motor was out. We actually hauled the motor back in the back bed of his truck. Um, but the whole truck was, that's all it was. It was just a bed and a cab. Uh, the cab was, it was body dropped. I had gotten that done, got the rockers cut. Uh, the bed was body dropped. It wasn't on the truck. It wasn't mounted yet. Uh, none of the suspension was in it, so we just kind of welded some some rods in there. I welded some, I think, just I don't remember if it was just tubing or whatever it was, just to hold the truck up so we yep, could get yep. it back. And then once it come back, uh, it set up there at Daryl's. I actually took it to Daryl's because I didn't even have a garage when I came back home. Yep, yep. Um, so it set up there at Daryl's, which Daryl was just, we were, that was when we were just getting the garage going, basically. Uh, I think they maybe had a slab when I first brought the truck back, if yep. I'm not mistaken. And uh, yeah, I finished the entire rest of the truck driving back and forth from, from uh, Maris. Uh, Virginia, up to Blue Whale to work on that truck just about every day. Uh, bagged it and finished just everything else in it. Got all the interior done. Um, I did all the interior except the seats. I did have the seats wrapped from a, a yep. guy down in the Rainbow Poster in Tazewell. He wrapped the seats and I did all the interior. Done all the paint work, all the body work there in Daryl's shop after we wow. got all the walls up. So it was, uh, you know, every bit of it was, was done right there. Was all, the, all the finished product was done right there. Yeah, yeah, and if if anybody's got the issue, look in mini truck in January, so it kicked off the new year, really the new, uh, I guess you could say the new millennium, uh, the 88 Mazda Cap Plus in there, right? The Bloody Butcher, it was it was featured uh, January, I think, 2000 issue. Yeah, it was in the, in the 2000 issue. I got that shot right after we got the truck done. That was our whole goal, or that was my whole goal, our whole goal, kind of. I, I, I put Daryl in there with it. We, you know, was at his shop. Uh, at his garage where I was working on that. But uh, our goal was to get it done by that Mini Truck Nationals, by the 99 Mini Truck Nationals, uh, which was the biggest event for us everywhere. You know, yeah. every year that was our, that was our, that uh, was our, Super Bowl. Was, uh, was the Mini Truck Nationals. Yeah, it was a Super Bowl of Mini Trucking for us, you know. It, and that was the whole goal. Back then, you know, hey, there was not that much internet. So it's not like we were going on the internet and seeing trucks from everywhere. The main goal of us at that time, not really with trophies. I wasn't really interested in trophies or 
placement at, at uh, shows was getting in mini trucking magazines. Yep, yep. Because that was, yep. to me, the ultimate goal at that time was mini trucking magazines. Sure. And so once I got it done and we took it down to the mini trucking nationals uh, in 99 is when I got it shot uh, for mini trucking, which was just the highlight of my mini trucking career. For oh, me. yeah. It just was an amazing experience. Oh, yeah. I'll never forget it. Uh, you guys yeah. definitely mentioned Tony Audia earlier. You know, like you said, huge shout out to him. We did feature his Ford Ranger on our kind of Sega Master System outrun, if you will, uh, apparel. And, you know, that one was etched in our minds. And to your point, you know, there was another guy, I think Ryan Cochran. Forget if I mentioned his name earlier. He had a Mazda. I remember the guys I used to run with, they went to Nopi in the late 90s and they saw it. Like when it, I think it was the one version that it went to the, like the, I don't want, I think chameleon paint. And that was like the first truck they saw with fast bags, right? There's a throwback term for you, mm -hmm. but you know, you think about all those Epic trucks and stuff. And a lot of guys would say those late nineties or into the early two thousands was really like a golden era for a lot of people. So, you know, it was really cool that, you know, you got yours kind of immortalized Tim, you know, in mini trucking, but, um, cool stuff. Uh, let me ask you this real quick, you know, as we kind of wind down a little bit, uh, Tim, when you think about the legacy of Jody Hall, right? I know this episode, you know, is we're highlighting you, and we appreciate your time. But you know, the time that you spent, not everybody got a chance. And you know, Tony's, or excuse me, Jody's a guy that is offline. You know, he kind of lives old school. My understanding is, you know, he stays at the property there, and you know, we don't see Facebook and all that stuff. And he kind of does his own thing, right? And and more power to him. But it's got to bring a smile to your face, Tim, when you hear that he gets immortalized in the Mini Truck Hall of Fame for 2022. Oh, gosh, absolutely. Uh, when Daryl texted me about that, I watched the video. It just was – it did. It yep. did. Because Jody was he, – he was a mastermind. He really was. He was such a good mechanic, such a good fabricator. And he, he, he never did any of it for any kind of, any kind of glory at all. Yep, he yep. really done it for the love of working on those trucks. I mean, that was Jody. He wasn't into it for anything else. And it was, it was just awesome to finally see or to see him get, you know, that any kind of recognition to be yeah, honest with yeah. you, of that, of how big he was in that era for us, you know, and for the history of many sure. times. Because he really was. On the East Coast, he was just it. Yeah. And I'm working down there. We're working on trucks from Georgia and Florida all the way to New York or Pennsylvania, Ohio. I mean, we had people in there from everywhere all over the East Coast that was bringing trucks constantly and calling constantly, you know, getting quotes. And it was just all over the East Coast. So he, he, his mark that he left in mini trucking was enormous. Yeah, it was. And, and Daryl, and like you can, you can, I'm sure you can kind of put the stamp of approval on that. You know that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, I was actually a nervous wreck when I called the first time, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Because, like, you know, I, I don't know if we covered this before or what, but, uh, you know, I called actually, I'd called Jody to see how much a body drop was. And, you know, I, which I've always tried to do stuff myself, you know, so, yep, yep. uh, but I called to get a price on a body drop and man, I was nervous as heck, you know, because <laughs> yeah. you, you hear the name Jody Hall and you're like, well, how's this guy going to react to me calling, you know? And, yeah, yeah. and he was actually very, very pleasant on the phone and all that. And, uh, so yeah, it just, uh, you know, I can remember seeing them all their trucks, the NT guys over, I think it was called the Park View, Park View Motel, maybe in Pigeon Forge. Yeah, and, Park View. Yeah. yeah. And these, this little rinky dink hotel, I think they got it every year. And 
just seeing all these trucks uh, he is and all these other <laughs> you know body drop trucks sitting in the grass and on the pavement right there and you know it is just it's amazing at, at what you know what jody's done yeah and and we we think back we all kind of came up in that good era you know you think about now you go to truck you go to a show and you see all these brand new trucks laid out and stuff and that's cool but the era that we were in, it was like to have a body drop was like the rung above, you know. It it, it was that next level. And uh, seeing all of them in one place was the mind-blowing stuff, which I think is cool. And again, I, I'm, I'm super excited. The only time I ever talked to him on the phone, years, years, years ago, uh, sport truck, when that was a big thing, he had a set, I think, of Psychos, Billet Psychos for sale. And I had called up there to get a, a price on them. And, you know, I was calling Pikeville, Kentucky. I'm thinking – Man, where that I don't even know where this is at, you know. But he, again, to your point, he was super cool. But you know, it was ironic because we were going to run this audio last week, and we just had Brian Gendro on. And you think about Brian Gendro with the Chop Shop, the West Coast, you know, kind of innovating with bags and, and getting into body drops, and, and maybe even Jody was doing body drops possibly before him. But you know, you, you think the Chop Shop on the West Coast and then the Drop Shop on the East Coast, both Gendro. Ian Jody, uh, J, the two J's, they have left their mark, and you know it's really cool that we can kind of give them their flowers, right? It is what is what they say in hip hop, you know, to these guys why they're still here, and let them know that hey, we appreciate them. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I I've seen Jody's truck the first time. I don't. I think it was only body drop like two and a half inches at a show here in West Virginia. It was called Coldfield Nationals. And oh wow. They, I think they, yeah, I think they only had the show one year, and and if I remember correctly, Jody actually had juice on the truck, um, if I'm not mistaken. But I, I will look back and see. I may have a picture of that, but uh, we had actually showed there, and you know, I, I seen his truck for the first time at that show, and I and they had some like 15 inch, I don't even remember what wheels were on it, but uh, the, you know, just seeing that for the first time being body dropped, it was like holy crap, you know. Why is that thing so low? You know, I don't think I even understood. You know, <laughs> you're like, yeah, I, I don't even think I understand. Yeah, what a bo- I don't even think we knew what a body drop was. You yeah, know? so we're like, let's just lower. It's like Vivas and Butthead because that's big now. They, they, I sort of going back watching the Vivas and Buttheads. They got new ones, and they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's oh, score, yeah. score. I'm thinking, yeah, <laughs> body drop, body drop. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh man, go well, I back think I if you want. I walked around the truck several times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Go back if you want to laugh and watch the new Beavis Butthead movie or the show, man. Like I'm, I'm having flashbacks to the '90s. It's kind of good. But uh, you know, Tim, you know, we really appreciate you sitting down. You know, we we know our friend LMC over at Lowest Common Denominator Podcast. You know, he has a relationship, as some other guys do, you know, with Jody, and he was able to go and talk to him after the Hall of Fame announcement. I know Jody wasn't able to make it out, but, you know, we probably won't ever be able to get Jody necessarily on this podcast, but to be able to have someone like yourself, Tim, that knew him, still knows him, worked there several years, you know, for you to share some of the stories, man, dude, we can't thank you enough. No, you're welcome. It was a absolutely fantastic uh, time of my life. All of that was, you know, being so so into it at that time. I mean, it was just all. Daryl can attest to that. It's all we just lived and breathed all the yeah. time, constantly. I mean, it was all it was, especially at that age. That's <laughs> yeah. literally all our life was. Yeah. And uh, to be able to be there at that time when all this was occurring in mini trucking. With the changes in, you know, with technology, because we were going away from hydraulics to bags, 
and then the body drops were becoming a thing and as all that was evolving to be a part of that at that time yeah it was absolutely special time in my life oh yeah definitely oh, and yeah. like i said we can't appreciate you know we can't thank you enough and, and daryl just to kind of the icing on the cake dude like you know for you to be able to to work back with us and, and link us up with tim and be able to do this audio uh it took us a couple sit downs and we we certainly appreciate you know both of you and and daryl like the run that you've been on you know there's a lot of good guys in that region you know you were doing down for dennis and you did that for a long stint and and helping that family and all of the positivity that you guys have done uh, especially yourself and now working with, you know, doing Nikki's uh, build. I mean, dude, we just love seeing you out there at shows, Daryl. Man, I appreciate that. And it, it's been a wild ride for sure. You know, Kenny, Kenny Franklin, a buddy of mine, would always say, uh, he, well, he always tells me, he goes, man, I knew the truck would do good, you know, whatever. And I never dreamed of winning a best of show anywhere, sure. you know. And, and just, to, you know, it rattled off, I think, 14 straight best of show or best of show mini trucks and that's just cool but getting to meet people like yourself and mike and sean rose and a lot of people that i've met through you know taking the truck to these shows is what's meant the most you know and to try to keep getting better every day you know i have a bead roller now i'm doing some bead rolling on nikki's truck things like that learning that is just and being able to turn to people like sean or whatever to learn you know learn more and sure. get better is really awesome and i mean i would have never dreamed you know i'd have never dreamed i'd own a jamie jordan bead roller for that matter you know and and it just goes to show it at how things have you know grown and and you know these builds these days are just mind-blowing you know not yeah not just mine but i mean you you take like what Eddie Gordy and some of these other guys are doing is it's just insane. And you're taking, you know, $7,500 mini trucks, bone stock and <laughs> turning them into, turning them into like hot rods, almost like street rods, you know? Yep. Yeah. And it's just, and you know, people will say, you know, as far as the, you know, people will tell me, Hey, why don't you build a hot rod next or whatever? You know, that's, and honestly, just ain't me, you know. I know it sounds crazy, and people that may listen to this may say, "You don't like a '57 Chevy." Well, no, it ain't that I don't like a '57 Chevy. <laughs> right. It's just it's not me. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not from that generation, you know. I, I'd rather mm -hmm. see a bagged and body drop mini truck. You know, people would say, "Hey, what about that Lamborghini over there?" To yeah. me, <laughs> I, I, nah, I'm, I'm good. You know, right, I, right. I, I just. I want a bag and body drop mini truck. And, and so it, I don't know, man, but I do appreciate it. And like I said, it's, it's been a wild ride and it just, uh, it's, it's really cool to look back at where Tim and I got started and, and, you know, all my friends around us and where we've went, where we went with this, you know, I know all over the country and now all over the world, people are growing and they have their own mini truck history, you know, um, yeah, so I, I, I will. I will always cherish ours for sure, and it just it means a lot. Yep, yeah, uh, means a lot to me to keep going. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate you guys sharing those stories. And if we have any goal, we need to try to get. We need to talk Tony Audia. I think is how you say his name, right? You said we need to talk him into getting his Ranger back out there because that one's etched in all of our minds, <laughs> and uh, certainly yeah, down here, Tony, Florida, uh, it's in mine. <laughs> Tony is awesome. Like it, I met Tony. When I was working at the drop shop, that's how I even met Tony way back in the day. 
when I was working there, he used to call the shop a lot, you know, talking to Jody, getting in, you know, just, just, yeah. just shooting it, just getting information, getting stuff. And I used to talk to him a ton. So I met him there while I was working just on the phone and we talked a lot and got to be big friends. And I was a groomsman in his wedding eventually. So oh, we become wow. really close. That's cool. Yeah. And he, uh, he's the one that taught me all about paint. That's cool. Uh, he taught me a lot about painting and, and really about paint. He was really good with that. He's really good with everything. Tony was amazing too. On his own up in that garage up in Clarksburg, West Virginia, uh, uh, uh pounding away on that truck, building one of the most awesome Rangers on the planet ever. Yeah. The, the it, stereo, the, the paint. No. Yeah. Talk about tuck lugs. Yeah. He's like tucking wheels, man. <laughs> That's it. That is it. Yeah. yeah Tony, Tony was awesome. Tony was awesome. Yeah, if he was playing yeah. poker, he'd be like, I'll raise you, though. I'm going to take the whole house, man. I'm taking everything here. You're like, damn, okay. But no, that's cool. But yeah, it's it, it, it kind of has come full circle, and it's good. You know, there's people that inspire other people, whether it's hip hop, whether it's uh, just music in general, in our case, mini trucks. And, uh, the you know, Ronnie over at Truck Talk Media, he'll use the word lineage a lot. You know, if I look at um, the the web or the tree of you know of mini truck, and a lot of it definitely comes through, of course Jody Hall. So Tim, thank you so much, Daryl. Uh, really appreciated it. And, and I think that's I think I think we wrap it up here. I, I I think we're good, man. You know, we've we've talked about a lot. Um, anything else you guys have to share? No, I think I'm pretty good. I just appreciate you all inviting me on. It's it's been nice going down memory lane. Maybe one day uh, uh, if I can. You know, I have some more free time. I don't have much, but yep, I'd yep. love to build another truck one day. But uh, I just appreciate y'all getting me on here to talk a little bit about mini trucks. I love the history. I love our stories. You know, I'm, I'm very proud of what we did back in that time and where Daryl has continued to evolve it to now. So it's just it's an important part of my past. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and, I, yeah, and we, we greatly appreciate you having us on, Jason. It's been awesome. No, nope, no problem. Thanks for his really? patience and stuff. And obviously, you know, you guys know you you work a long day, and I know you guys have too. And we sit down and talk to trucks, but it was cool to be able to reminisce a little bit with you guys. Yeah, man, absolutely. We'll stay Thank on you. stay on the rise, and we'll see you at a show. Hopefully, Tim, uh, in the near future, and uh, take care of your fam, and you guys uh, have a great uh, next four or five, six weeks of 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 twenty twenty two with the holidays, and then we'll talk to you guys uh, here soon. All right, thank you. Yes, sir. Yeah, thanks, brother. We'll see you.